Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. So hello, uh, Joe Kahn. Uh, thanks very much for appearing on the uh, Press Gazette Journalism Matters uh, podcast. Uh, you know, really great to have you over here from uh, New York. Great uh, to be with you. Thank you. Yeah, managing editor of the New York Times, no less. Uh, and I guess you're here, and a few other uh, big cheeses from the New York Times are over here in London uh, at the moment to talk about um, international expansion and the plans for the New York Times in uh, London and Europe. So. Perhaps yeah. kick off by just telling us what you know, what the big idea is, and what 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 the what the plan is in uh, in terms of uh, expanding over here. Sure, sure. Well, we uh, very recently relaunched our uh, international print edition, which we've uh, rebranded as the New York Times International Edition. It had been called for the last few years the International New York Times, and. Uh, in a previous life that was known as the International Herald Tribune. Yes. So it's gone through a couple of iterations, but I think the uh, uh, the rebranding uh, is, is a testament to our determination to make the New York Times itself uh, the primary kind of global uh, brand uh, 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 of our news organization uh, and uh, to internationalize and globalize the core report of the New York Times rather than thinking about a print strategy which was parallel but uh, somewhat independent of our domestic strategy. So we're really kind of uniting uh, uh, behind a big push uh, that uh, will uh, make us, we believe, the first major American news organization to really think uh, about the total global audience as our core audience. Uh, we remain, you know, very much an American news organization, and we're not apologetic for that, but at the same time, we consider to the readership that we attract uh, here in Europe and in Asia, uh, in Latin America and Africa, Middle East, uh, as, as uh, a primary part of our uh, uh, readership base, and, and, and we want to do more to cultivate that and grow that. So at the heart of that, you've got this um, uh, print edition. Uh, the uh, so, uh, just tell me a little bit more about how, how how the platforms work. You've got the print edition. You've got yeah. the digital print edition. Then you've obviously got the website. It's extre- uh, extremely important. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean our our main uh, our our main push for growth internationally now is digital. Uh, we attract 35 or 40 million uh, uh, unique uh, visitors to our digital properties on a monthly basis, which is about a third of our total readership on a monthly basis. Uh, 
So two-thirds is American, one-third comes from outside the United States. And we believe that that 35 or 40 million number can grow substantially as we invest uh, both in better and more relevant coverage around the world for that audience and improve the uh, experience that people have when they come to our when they come to our digital properties uh, uh, will serve we, we intend to serve that readership up with the best of the New York Times that we think is going to be the most impactful and relevant to them and we've invested quite a bit in improving the uh, experience on the uh, on on apps and the mobile web and on our website and there's much more to come in that area as well. So it's a combination of continuing to invest in uh, in the coverage that we have about the world, for the world, uh, and improving uh, the experience that readers have when they come to consume it at the New York Times. Uh, that's our main push. The new print edition, or the relaunch print edition, uh, we think is a, uh, a, a much better designed uh uh, product uh, and 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 B is a better reflection of uh, the digital priorities of the New York Times in today's in today's world. It's not trying to be uh, a first read for breaking news for people in multiple regions around the world. It's meant to showcase the very best of New York Times enterprise investigative reporting, deeper analytical reporting and opinion. Uh, and for the first time, actually, a print edition of the New York Times is featuring uh, properly labeled opinion uh, on the front page. Uh, a rotation of our best columnists are appearing uh, each day uh, on the front page, as well as a kind of centerpiece uh, piece of uh, enterprise. Uh, you know, a big feature story, an in-depth look at a emerging issue or an investigative report, and then something uh, that we're trying to uh, uh, surface more is our culture reporting or, uh, uh, you know, a slice of life that's a little bit off the news, which we're also on a daily basis trying to feature on the front page. So it's, it's much more of a showcase of the best of the New York Times, not trying, though, to uh, uh, serve up you know, necessarily what happened yesterday in, in your immediate vicinity. We're assuming that our readers have multiple sources of information mm -hmm. and that the print edition is kind of a, uh, a real a value-added, uh, uh, in-depth, enticing read for a curious set of, of people uh, all around the world. So how many journalists have you got now uh, based in London? And um, how's that going to grow? And, and also, how many of those are... Uh, focused on this uh, international expansion so obviously you've got people that will work with yeah. the folks in the New York edition here as well there's about uh, for the newsroom in London is, is, is 35 or 40 people uh, that includes uh, our UK news bureau uh, which has 6 or 7 people it includes a, uh, a hub what we call kind of a rewrite hub, but it's a team of people whose whose job it is uh, to work with our correspondents around the world and get breaking news up online in real time whenever it occurs 
uh, throughout the day, wherever it occurs. So there's there's kind of a, a rewrite team, what we call our continuous news desk, which has an operation here in London. Uh, we have uh, several of our top uh, story editors who are based here. We have a video team here. Uh, and then we have uh, audience development and, uh, uh, and, and uh, you know, kind of a digital editing team which runs the home screen, home page uh, uh, of the New York Times uh, uh, in non-working non hours in the U.S. Uh, so that's a sizable team. And then we have a copy desk here, too, a uh, uh, team of people who... Uh, you know, do the primary line edit on 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 stories, both those that are breaking in the non-U.S. hours, but also stories that are actually produced in the U.S., but they're made ready for publication in the early hours in the U.S. by the team that's here. Uh, so that's and then there's uh, some business and financial reporters who are here. So it's a pretty big team here in London. It's uh, one of, if not the largest office, a news news bureau that we have outside. Uh, New York itself, competitive is it, with Washington. Yeah, you know. and is it, and is that going to expand as part as part of the? Uh, I think it is still expanding. Yeah, we have more and more. Uh, uh, our video team is growing, especially the breaking news video team. Uh, uh, we have, uh, you know, we we're making a bigger investment in in visual journalism, which requires you know a kind of deft. Uh, Cooperation between traditional news reporters, but also our multimedia team, and 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 they have ambitions to have a, a stronger London component to what they're doing. Uh, and uh, before too long, we really want to do some deeper. I mean, we've always had a big news bureau in London, with the primary focus of covering the UK. Uh, but as part of our global expansion, we want to think much harder about how to broaden and expand that report for New York Times readers in the UK, as well as for readers outside the UK who are interested in what's happening here. So we expect that we'll be making additional, additional investments in, uh, in, in what we hope will be high-quality coverage uh, of the UK itself with a goal to... Uh, generating more readers and ultimately more subscribers uh, uh, in the UK. So the um, I think the New York Times has said that it's spending fifty million dollars over three years on this uh, international expansion, yeah. which obviously sounds like a lot, but um, it's, it's not a lot compared to um, what say uh, Mail, the, the Daily Mail spent on, and the Guardian, and the UK spent on their international expansion, yeah. Yeah. and. Uh, several years on, they're still yet to kind of make any money from that. Right. <laughs> Although they've uh, developed a huge audience. Yeah. So with that kind of lesser investment, why why is the New York Times going to succeed? Uh, you know, uh, going the other direction where they've yet to succeed financially. Uh, I think we're make. I think we're learning in part from uh, both what we've done in the past and what some of our peers uh, have done in terms of their global expansion. We're much more focused on uh, uh, creating uh, bridges to our core uh, news product mm -hmm. rather than creating uh, expensively produced separate editions mm -hmm. of the New York Times. We want to have a central... That's part of the reason that we rebranded the 
international print edition to be identical to our domestic edition rather than thinking of the international audience as being a separate thing or thinking of the UK audience or the Australian audience or the Canadian audience as being fundamentally a separate audience that needs to be served with its own edition, with its own newspaper, with its own website, uh, rather than thinking of ourselves as coming in and competing in the UK with the Guardian or with the FT, or, you know, we, we are still going to be the New York Times. Uh, we don't intend to have 50 people or 70 people in places like Australia or the UK or France or Germany. We're making prudent additions to our staff in order to increase our competitiveness on what we consider to be the biggest global stories that have local resonance. Mm -hmm. But we're not trying to cover you know, Westminster for a UK audience. We're not trying to provide uh, a kind of rival version of breaking news that there are many fine local providers for. We're doing New York Times quality stories. We're just doing more of them. We're going to present them uh, more immediately and we hope more impactfully to a local audience. We're improving and investing in the digital experience of coming to the New York Times. So $50 million is a pretty good chunk of money, but it would not be enough money if we were trying to you know, invent a new New York Times for the UK or for Europe. We do think it's a good amount of money to extend the brand of the New York Times, improve the reach of the New York Times, uh, and bring more of our target readers around the world uh, and introduce them to the, to the experience of, of the core product. Yeah, I mean, I've heard it said uh, that there's a sort of uh, land grab underway at the moment for people who are going to, or a race for people who are going to be the uh, global, globally recognized news brands. There's only going to be space for, you know, a, a, a set number of those and is the hope that the New York Times becomes one of them alongside maybe, I don't know, the BBC and others, who knows. We think we'll be one of them. Yeah. Uh, I think we're confident that we that we are one of them and, and we think we can uh, solidify and, and grow that uh, grow that audience uh, in the next few years. Uh, I do think that we can't take for granted that we'll always be one of them. It's going to take continued investment, making sure that we have uh, the best journalists uh, covering uh, the most important issues around the world. Uh, that takes continued not just continued vigilance, uh, substantial, substantial investment, uh, and we think that we have the best digital news product of uh, any of our peers, and that making that more widely available uh, to a global audience is, is going to help solidify that position. But uh, we expect to be, uh, you know, one of the one of the few uh, leading news brands that remains, you know what we think of as a destination uh, 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 site for... Uh Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. 
Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The curious, engaged, globally minded reader uh, all around the world. So just on the um, uh, the business side of it, obviously things are tough here, really tough here in the UK. Uh, business of journalism and um, New York Times had its has had its troubles, but hopefully seems to be um, uh, seems to have maybe cracked it a little bit in terms of your um, business model. So can you just tell us a little bit about how that's going. The, meet, the uh, I think we would call it a meter paywall. Um, yeah. Um, so how, how, how's, what's the state of play with that at the moment? That's still as encouraging as it has been. Uh, the growth in our uh, digital subscription business has continued to be uh, very strong. In fact, uh, in 2016, uh, we added uh, more digital subscribers uh, uh, in absolute numbers and on a percentage basis uh, than at any times uh, since the early days of the introduction of the paywall in, in 2011. Um, we benefited from uh, you know, what we would call a very robust news cycle this year, which was uh, the American election, which uh, uh, was fascinating both to readers in our core market and also to readers around the world, and I think it drove quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of traffic to our digital properties and helped uh, you know uh, introduce people to uh, not just to our election coverage but to the broad array of coverage the New York Times does. And basically, we believe when there are tentpole events like a U.S. election. There aren't going to be many like this one, but when there are events like this, that is a giant advantage to us because it draws in a lot of traffic, calls attention to the kind of excellent political coverage that we have, but also gives us a chance to introduce a broader array of readers to everything else that we're doing. And, th- and that's the, the combination that tends to lead people to say, you know what, this is not just another breaking news, commodity breaking news site like the kind we can get for free on Google News or Yahoo News or other platforms. This is a different kind of reporting. It's much more in-depth. It's more accurate. Uh, And the array of different kinds of stories that they have, both everything from features and lifestyle to, you know, award-winning investigative reporting globally, is unmatched by uh, other news sources, and we feel, okay, this may be the moment for me to say, hey, I, I, I actually do think it's worth a subscription. So uh, a big, big events like that are what we think drive uh, the growth in our digital subscriptions, and this year has been really, uh, has been really encouraging. What's, your, what's the number now, the digital subscribers? Uh, globally, uh, we expect to end the year uh, north of... 1.4 million uh, digital-only subscribers. Uh, uh, around uh, 200,000 of those come from outside the United States, so the bulk uh, still is inside the United States. But the growth in digital subscribers outside the U.S. has been uh, even faster than the growth inside the U.S., yeah. uh, which which is encouraging because the the news cycle has been. 
uh, a very U.S. centric news cycle with with uh, you know the the, the Trump Clinton uh, election. Even so, uh, that is what has helped propel you know that rapid growth in our digital subscriptions outside the uh, the U.S. So, so we're pretty encouraged by by the performance this year. Well, the um, wh- where's the meter set at the moment in terms of the number of articles you get for free? Does that shift around? Ten, ten, ten a month. Ten a month. Yeah. Uh, and is that, is that going to be the same internationally, or are you going to let that slip a little bit while you kind of? Um... Uh, we don't have a plan at this point yeah. to, uh, you know, to tighten the paywall internationally uh, beyond what what we do in the United States. I mean, it, and, and as far as the sort of business model goes internationally, is it is it um, what, what's more important? Subscriptions are they the most important thing now, same as the US. I think. It's, Subscription first. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, that's your main the main revenue. Uh, it, I mean, you know, honestly speaking, we're going through the same uh, uh, challenges with uh, both print and digital advertising that our peers are undergoing uh, around the world. The advertising market is changing fast, but advertising is still a big source of revenue for us, and we're, we're committed to uh, imp- improving the experience for advertisers and, and, and continuing to get our share of the advertising market. But the growth area for us, the reliable growth area, is, is digital subscriptions, uh, and, and that's a business we think we can continue to scale. Uh, so, so we're focused very much on making sure that everything we invest in uh, is is uh, aimed primarily at growing that readership base and the subscriber base. We're not going to be investing in new products which are designed exclusively for advertisers. So what, why is the meter paywall going to work in the UK for you? And as far as we it hasn't worked for anyone homegrown yet. So the uh, apart from specialist titles like the the Economist and the FT, yeah. make make it work. But um, you, just, you just wonder why uh, a reader would pay um, a subscription to the New York Times for, you know, uh, obviously got when, when the, the Guardian, say, has got 500 journalists focused yeah. largely on serving a UK audience and they're, yeah. they're giving it away for free and they don't seem to think that a media paywall can work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't expect to get uh, exactly the same audience that the that the that the Guardian has in the UK or many of the other very competitive UK media titles uh, get, and I do think uh, the UK has an extremely competitive media landscape, uh, which uh, you know is not uh, crying out for an international brand to come and uh, you know and 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 shake up. I mean with that. That's not really our model. We do think, though, that um, there are very few uh, UK titles that that uh, provide uh, the depth of reporting that we have from around the world mm-hmm. uh, or from the United States, yeah. uh, which is a very important story for readers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't think that any of our peers do the same kind of multimedia. Uh, and visual reporting that we can deliver on a daily basis on our digital properties mm-hmm. and that uh, when people come and sample what we have and become habituated to the New York Times they'll realize that uh, uh, it's worth paying for uh, it's not going to be 
you know, it's not going to be five million people in the UK. We're not, you know, we're not we're not looking for uh, a giant audience, but we do think that UK is one of the most sophisticated places in the world, and there are more readers, more paying readers for the New York Times here than we're currently getting. We do currently get. Uh, you know, uh, we have had a decent response to our digital subscription product in the UK already. Uh, so it, it is tested to some degree, but we think we can grow that number substantially. Yeah. How many people have you got? How many subscribers have you got in the UK? We don't break it out yeah. by we don't break it out by country, and it's it's yeah. not. Uh, I mean, it's it's smaller than some other markets. It's certainly smaller for us than the Canadian market, for example. Yeah. But but it's but it's but it's not insignificant. Yeah. And so. Um, the uh, big challenge in the UK, it feels like, over the last year is um, the uh, Google and Facebook really hoovering up all yeah. the uh, display advertising yeah. and uh, uh, in a rather depressing way for, for journalists. <laughs> I mean, how, how, do you, how do you see um, the way you interact with those, uh, those, mega, those platforms now um, in terms of the content you give them and uh, how you use them? Yeah, it's a really, it's a really good question. I mean, I mean it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, there, is a, there is a kind of frenemy you know, uh, reality to uh, to Google, Facebook, and and Apple as as well. Uh, uh, we want to be significant players on all those platforms. We get a lot of readers uh, uh, through Facebook and Google, and also through uh, the Apple News product. Uh, uh, and uh, we want to continue to make. Uh, much of our journalism available on those platforms, both you know natively and uh, to allow people who consume us there to share links to our uh, uh, links to our stories uh, on all those platforms and be very open to experimentation with them. At the same time, uh, increasingly those platforms want to uh, keep their you know their readers. On those platforms, not uh, not sort of linking off them. So they want to host content themselves. They want us to create it natively uh, on the platforms, and uh, that is to a challenge for us uh, because we want to be there, but 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 we don't think it's really viable uh, financially for the New York Times to uh, be a content provider for. You know, giant platforms like Google or Facebook. Uh, uh, you know, ultimately, we need to create a destination experience for our readers, which is uh, uh, which is is an improvement over what you can get on on any of those platforms. And we do we think that actually we have done that, um, uh, and and that that's why we can we can find you know uh, nearly a million and a half digital subscribers. Uh, Almost all of our subscribers, I would say, all of them interact regularly with, you know, the iOS platform, the Facebook platform, certainly with Google and Google News, and 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 yet they, you know, find enough value in the New York Times as a destination site that they're willing to pay us. None of that revenue comes through Facebook or through Apple or through Google. That's revenue that we collect ourselves. So. Um, you know, we think that model has been tested. We need to we need to grow it and improve it, but we're not going to get there by uh, going, you know, doing battle with 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 uh, 
the Facebooks, the Apples, the Googles of the world. We have to we have to find the right way of cooperating with them. Okay, thanks. Just a couple more quick questions. That's yeah. right. The um, this was an encouraging story. You see, um, you, you guys expanding. I mean, how do you see how do you see the uh, um, the landscape of journalism at the moment, the future of journalism? So obviously, over the last decade, it's been. Uh, horrendously uh, tempestuous time isn't yeah. it, for journalism but do you see things improving a little bit uh, or um, you know how, how do you see the thing from your international perspective I mean it's, it's a it's a bit of a mixed blessing there are some uh, you know very encouraging signs of being able uh, the New York Times and other leading news organizations uh, you mentioned the Guardian for example being able to reach uh, a much larger global audience uh, with our journalism uh, as people become habituated to consuming news on you know quality digital platforms uh, around the world we can you know we can have uh, really kind of amazing reach and impact uh, with the stories we do and we, we've seen that from others as well uh, that's a good sign for uh, for uh, journalism and for media companies and at the same time the reality is that uh, most traditional media brands and many newer digital media companies uh, have relied pretty heavily on advertising for their uh, dominant source of revenue in the past and that market is changing so quickly and so dramatically that it's threatened the business models of, uh, of just about everybody. It's threatening the business models of new digital media companies, uh, arguably even more dramatically and quickly uh, than it's been threatening legacy media companies, which have been accustomed to sort of a secular shift in advertising. But the uh, but but digital media is challenged as well. So I think journalistically, the opportunity just continues to increase. Uh, 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 in terms of in terms of the business model of, of companies whose primary business is creating great journalistic content, uh, they're having to be more nimble, more ready for change, more adaptive to new opportunities than than uh, ever before in order to survive in this environment. So it's really it really does feel like a mixed blessing for us now. Okay, well look. Thanks very much indeed for your You're time. You're welcome. And, yeah. uh, really great, and good luck with the uh, with the international expansion. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. that. Thank you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.